Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Podcast Strikes Back. My name is George, and you're listening to the Weekly Movie Show with the boys Connor Hello. Benny. Hello. Guys, we are here Tuesday. We're on time this week. We're on schedule. Things are good. Because got... the second time we've ever all been here for a Tuesday. <laughs> ever. Ever. <laughs> Episode 173. It's uh, this what is, a landmark. This is a good, good one. This is a special one. So, guys, we've got a ton of stuff to talk about this week. Some fake news, some real news, some really sad news as well. But before we get into all of that, let's catch up on what everyone's been watching who am I going to? Who am I going to? Roll the dice, Connor. Ah. Um, actually, I shouldn't have done that. I should have gotten more time to think about my list. <laughs> oh, no, I, I do have a couple that uh, I've, I've gone through. Um, you mentioned this last week, George. Um, I had uh, recently finished Maniac, the ah. full uh, Maniac, and I, I think I went through it in a day or two. Yep. So I didn't do that pause that you mentioned between yes. you know six and seven or whatever it was. That was a big mistake. I think it would have been. I can't imagine not having some kind of quick succession between those episodes. Um, I thoroughly enjoyed it. It wasn't... It was... It was. Yeah, sorry. It was really enjoyable. It wasn't masterful. Um, you know, I don't think it'll go down in, you know, the the halls of great films... Um, remembered 10 years from now. But as far as a... a well, I mean, it a, is a TV series, so... <laughs> it's not allowed in. Yeah. Same, same shit. Um, but in, in terms of, uh, you know, cool original content, um, I think it's, you know, it, it breaks up the monotony enough that I'm really glad it's there. And it's certainly a good time. Um, it does take quite a, a while to... Um, to kind of understand what's going on. Mm. And there's a lot of things that you kind of almost want to watch twice because you feel like there's a lot packed into those episodes that would make a lot of sense if you watch them twice. But um, I just don't feel like the payoff's there to, to do it twice. <laughs> yeah, that, that was my issue is I think there's a lot of variety in the episodes. Like no, None of them are really the same. They're told from varying perspectives. Uh, so I thought the variety aspect was really great. What I think it misses the mark on is... There's so much you want to learn about. Like, the mm-hmm. mystery is there, but the payoff doesn't quite meet it. And that happens quite a lot of the time. Your human imagination is so powerful. It, you know, the payoff will never really meet it. But that's kind of... That That was my assessment, is the front half was stronger than the back half. As, as little spoilery as possible, does it um, actually try and answer questions and it's unsatisfying, or it, it kind of leaves them hanging? Um... Let me think. I I think it's not that they don't answer the questions. I just think that the buildup is so effective Mm -hmm. and the questions are so intriguing that no matter what you did, the answer would never be satisfactory. So I don't think it's anything to the fault of the writers or the directors or anything like that. I think it is purely that the the kind of bizarreness of this situation calls for a grander conclusion. And I don't think a grander conclusion really is possible. Um, maybe, maybe it is. And it's, you know, it's just cause I haven't seen it. Um, but from what I was like, I, I thought that was a perfectly, perfectly acceptable ending to that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I tend to agree. I almost, I'm almost sort of the analogy I would almost make is like Ridley Scott 
how he handled the, the alien in the first alien movie and that you didn't until the end you didn't see a lot of it mm. and if you you let your imagination fill in the blanks it was scarier and when you saw the guy in the suit it wasn't as scary it's kind of like that it's like once you know it it's like huh you know but the build up and and that's where the beauty of it lies mm. yeah, i get that and then it's a one off series so we're not getting a sequel maniac it's a self enclosed piece Good. I salute them for number one, just keeping it that, and and it is a different kind of show. It's not many yeah. things you can compare it to. So yeah, I, and I, it, like like I said, it, it's original. It, yeah, it doesn't seem to do it justice to call it wacky, but that's probably the best descriptor that you could find for something Podge, like this. Podge, like the yeah. retro futuristic. It's just mashup, like I said. Mashup. It just it it is a clear break from you know the normal kind of programming that you get, which I can't really fault. So. Um, so I finished that. Um, I also finished, I can't remember if I talked about this last time. I don't think I did. Um, I also finished Daredevil season three. I think you were partway through it. Probably like about halfway through mm. it. Um, I'm almost struggling to remember it now. Um, an overall really enjoyable, um, series. Uh, one of the things that I thought was interesting and, I haven't quite made up my mind whether I think this is a good thing or a bad thing, but it feels very much separate from the rest of the Netflix Marvel universe. So in you know Iron Fist and in um, Luke Cage, they drew and, and and Jessica Jones they drew fairly heavily on the other series, and both Luke Cage and um, well, I think all three of them actually had episodes that featured another character in them, mm-hmm. like an entire episode where they teamed up. And then the teaming up of Colleen, um, Colleen Wing mm-hmm. and uh, Misty Knight um, is, a, is a common theme throughout them all, which I really loved. And then it comes to Daredevil, and it's very much just Daredevil's show with like maybe one or two mentions of other characters, just to say, like, it's kind of like, oh, good thing that. You know, Jessica Jones isn't here, and like that's it. In the in the seemingly likely possibility that we're never going to see a few of these characters again, I think everyone's just going to assume that they got dusted in the snapping, like Luke Cage and Danny yeah. Rand. I think they they just disappeared because there seems like they're not going to get addressed now that they're cancelled. That could be it. That, that it'd that, be an easy way out. <laughs> yeah, they could just shoot like a little fifteen minute finale. Yeah, <laughs> that just has all them the dusting away. I, I think. Um, do you think this is the last Netflix Marvel series uh, no, entry? No. Jessica no. Jones is still slated for a okay. third season. As but is Punisher 2, I believe. Punisher 2 is definitely happening. Because um, <clears throat> that's, that's like been shot, I believe. Um, but Luke Cage was also had a season three on the line, so Jessica Jones could go either way. I, I don't know if this is factually correct, but uh, I read the other day that the Netflix Marvel contract ends mm. end of 2019, I which is that. dovetailing very nicely into Disney Plus, which is what we're going to talk about mm. a little bit later in the yeah. show. This could be it. This could be it. Netflix might milk out a couple series next year, but maybe they're thinking it's going. Let's put our budget into some more original shit like Maniac or mm. you know whatever, whatever. They're putting $2 billion yeah. into content next year. I would be tempted to say that this has less to do with contractual obligations and more to do with the fact that I just don't think Netflix is seeing the return on investment for these properties. Because I remember when Daredevil first came out and even it was cutting Daredevil edge, Season wasn't it? 2, that, like, there was a lot of hype around that. And then this most recent one seems to have kind of come and gone. Like I really enjoyed it because I'd gotten back into the swing of Netflix Marvel. 
Um, but I think you you need some of that momentum to kind of get hyped up about that. So Ben, have you have you delved in yet? I'm still uh, three weeks later, about twenty minutes into Iron Fist season two. <laughs> so yeah, I look, I, I I'd say just push through it because there I'm, is. Some... I'm going to do it eventually. I got the, through, the, I've got through all the other shit. It nothing takes me else. A while sometimes nothing else for the the Colleen Wing and Misty Knight yeah. team up. Yeah. So. Um, how do you compare it? Just to finish up on Daredevil, how do you compare it to one and two, the seasons one and two? Oh, I haven't watched one and two in a very long time, so it's very hard. Mm. But gut instinct, <laughs> I think certainly as good as two, possibly as, as good as one. Just because it's been a very long time since I've seen one. Mm-hmm. Um, I enjoyed one of the, two significantly less than one. One of the funny things about about Daredevil that I have never liked is the over-stylized kicks that he does to finish off his enemies. They are the most impractical kicks in the entire world. It's like when he flips upside down and he kicks oh, someone. So I love that it's such a distinctive to him style. Though, it is. is, but it is like it's so like it's so wildly contrary. To, to what you would possibly do. Yeah, but you're an out. MMA fan. You know fights don't look anything like yeah. they do in any of these No, no, movies. no, but at least like there, there, there's like plausible... Colin is like wrestling. There's plausible <laughs> Just like taking a breather. It's the most tactically sound <laughs> fighting <laughs> method. No, 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 there's like plausible deniability. Out. Like there's things that, that look like they could be real and then there's things that look so wildly like counterintuitive that you're like that's silly so that's one of those things that i don't know why it just it, it always really bothered me um and he, he hasn't done that in this new season and i'm so glad <laughs> damn it yeah he's cut that out so like when you when you said like how does it stack up against the other ones that's the first thing i thought about like, well he didn't do that kicks. silly fucking kicks no, so, no, no, uh, kicks. <laughs> kicks like captain falcon in uh, smash bros <laughs> um finally uh two more um Really quickly, I, I watched. Uh, I can never pronounce this guy's name. What's new? Uh, John Leguizamo's Leguizamo Leguizamo's um, Leguizamo. uh, Latin history for morons, um, which is he's like it's a stand-up thing that he's done. Oh, um, yeah, yeah, I saw that. Just kind of come out on Netflix. I was going to dial that in. Yeah, and it and it's like this. Um, he's got the chalkboard. Chalkboard. Yep. He, the, the stage is like a classroom, and he goes through and he goes through the the whole kind of. Um, well, it's a Latin timeline, you know, in the Americas. Um, it's a super cool stand-up, like the concept of it, the um, the execution. Um, I didn't really know he was a comedian. I mean, he's in so many things. He's in a lot of things. Super and, Mario Brothers. Is he? Oh, is the he happening? Really? <laughs> <laughs> um, oh god, that's right. Yeah, he's kind of one of those actors that you see pop up in things, and yeah. like he's never the main character or anything like that. But he, um, yeah, I, I think it's worth a kind of a, a checkout. Um, because it's just it, it's multifaceted and it's really interesting. Um, finally, uh, I went and I uh, watched season two of Castlevania. Oh, it's um, out, isn't it? Which is the uh, um, well, see, Ben's gonna get angry at me if I call it an anime. Are you are you gonna watch this? Because I'm keen. We did a review for season one. I'm gonna watch it. I've heard it's a significant upgrade. Maybe on the first hold one, your so thoughts, man. Well, I'm go. not gonna hold my. Th- like, I'll give you a very quick. No, one. No, you no, cannot no, silence no, me. You yeah. fucking hold them. <laughs> um. I will say that I really enjoyed it. Um, a lot of the pitfalls that um, I think, Ben, you fell into with this series, which is comparing it to um, proper anime, isn't something that I fall into. So I'm relying far more on the novelty of the animation style um, and the storyline, kind of where I get my kicks out of this, um, 
the is it still called ADR if it's animation? I should know that. No, ADR's replacement. Yeah. So it just be it's just voiceover, voice yeah, work. Well, yeah, the, the voiceover work seems a little bit conky. Yeah. Um Did you finish it? I finished it. Yeah. No, no okay. I, I binged this. Is it four I, episodes? No, no, it's like eight or nine. Okay, because there was four in season one. Yeah, they did kind of like a half season. They, um, look, I will say that it's it's very enjoyable plot wise. Super interesting. Um, it it doesn't go as far as you might think, but they really milk it for where they go. So yeah, I was really impressed with that. Milk it or milk it? Milk it. Milk, milk it. What did I say? I'm pretty milk. sure I said just milk it. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> oh, well, I'm, I'm really keen to do a review. So yeah, yeah, we can dial it in for next get, week. Get on it. And uh, I'll, I'll be happy to kind of talk about it. Here we go. Struggle fest. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, that's, that's the kind of, that's the thing, right? Like it's, it's just a, the how list used of to you, shows to watch is just ever it's getting a lot bigger. And, um, we seem to be, or, or particularly you two seem to be on a whore kick recently. Mm. Um, so we need to, in the next couple, like before Christmas, we need to, need to, need to, Sit down, all three of us, and watch Silent Hill. Oh, Silent Hill! Because I know and the, and the last and the last five or so horror movies that you haven't watched that we've been yeah. set to review on the show. Yeah, I watched the whole Halloween franchise. I'll see you again, bro. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Um, yeah, no, look, I, I'll be honest. Uh, well, you dial in Silent Hill, and I'll dial in the entire of Mike Flanagan's. Um, <laughs> <laughs> nice. Okay, yeah, deal. Discord. I might go next. I watched just a piggyback off your um, Netflix comedy. I really got shafted here. I'm, I'm, ne- I'm always last, so I'll okay, go first. Right, right. <laughs> going clockwise today. Uh, Christina P., who's married to Tom Segura. <laughs> yes. Oh, my goodness. Part of the Degenerates. Uh, no, it was her stand-up comedy. Yeah. Her stand-up yeah. show. Yeah. Is, is that a... Is... Was it part of a, a, a series with um, No, no, it was others? just hers. Okay. It was yeah. just hers. A one-hour set. She is hilarious. If you want to see some hilarious stand-up, it goes places. She's funny. She's awkward. She's crazy. I love Tom Segura. I didn't realize he was married to comedian. I'm a fan. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna go watch their podcast more. I'm in. It's your mama's house. Is the yeah podcast your mama's right house? Now. Yeah, hilarious. So highly recommend. If you're after some stand-up comedy, Christina P. Yeah. Really, really recommend. Have you it. gone back through Tom Segura's? Yeah, I watched all oldest. of his. Like, I, I think he is possibly one of the funniest Hilarious. comedians, just in terms of his delivery. Oh, so it is good. So dry. I love how everyday his shit is as well. It's not anything too complex. It's not any wild stories. I feel like his stories and the way he does it is just like everyday normal shit. It's so relatable. I don't. Well, see, I, I'd almost disagree with that because it, like half of his act is like, "You're not me. I'm better than you." I don't think I've ever been more lost on this show. I have no idea who you're talking about. I'm so confused right now. Uh, t- uh, um, he's got a uh, his most recent stand-up set was called Disgraceful. Um, he garnered quite a bit of controversy in uh, is it Kentucky or because um, he he basically said something mean about Kentucky and they went off and the next thing he did was book a show in the middle of Kentucky, mm-hmm. um, which I absolutely love. <laughs> His his Instagram is hilarious. Yeah, no, he's good value. He's good yeah. value. But yeah, Christina P is equally as hilarious, and and yeah. she's got also a new um, stand up as part of. It's called the Degenerates, I think it's called. Okay, um, which is a bunch of comedians that are kind of um, offensive, let's say, um, uh, and uh, generally quite funny. Oh yeah, is that with the one with Joey Diaz? 
Yeah, I, I, the first guy I watched, I watched that, and the first guy that came on, I was like, "This guy's disgrace will get him off." See, I he I, was saying shit about girls. I was just like, God, "Dude, just get off the stage, man!" Like, I thought he was quite funny. Nah, I thought it was just too below the bell. <laughs> I'm I'm all for <laughs> weird <laughs> shit, but I'm sorry, no good. Anyway, all the other stuff. Now, Benny, you're probably a little more on track now that we finished Tom Segura. Uh, I watched Fantastic Beasts one. Mm-hmm. Uh, the famous story on the podcast Strikes Back is how George went to see Fantastic Beasts and he walked out thirty minutes in, and um, you know I said it was a terrible film, and Connor said, "Yeah, how can you say it's a terrible film? You haven't seen it." Well, I've seen it now. It's terrible. <laughs> That's fine. I'm okay with you saying that. What so, I don't agree go. with you is watching like 20 minutes of the film or 10 minutes of the film. I think sometimes I am... And, and don't actually know. watched half an hour. I just it know. wasn't half an hour. I, I know, man. And I trust such, my instinct. I mean, that's such horseshit. <laughs> so I, I've, I've been around the beaten block a few times and this one, goddamn, <laughs> no good. So we'll talk more about that next week. Have you guys um, ever watched a film in the first 10 minutes hated it and then ended up loving it or I guess vice versa. Vice versa is a lot easier, like starting out loving it and then really hating it. But I'm very, if I, if a movie gets me on board, like in like the first half, I'm very forgiving. Like I will pretty much stay on board. Um, I'm not sure about the other way. I I can't really think of any examples that you've hated and then come back from and come around. Yeah. Yeah. I, I generally don't hate a movie until it's over, like until long after it's over, frankly. Well, once you've like experienced the entire thing and had a chance to digest and it. Yeah, it, honestly, it, movies I'll generally come out, movies I hate, I'll generally come out of being like, I don't know about that so much. And then a few days later, I'm back. That's the worst thing I've ever seen. <laughs> Surely there's got to be a movie that you've been like scoffing at during. Ready Player One. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you hit that one real quick. <laughs> um, chestnut. Yeah. Uh, I also went to the Fantastic Beast premiere last night in Sydney. VIP, you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, I'll give a I'll give a brief review. It's better than the first one. That's all I'll say. We'll move on from the opposite of what everyone else is saying. It's getting completely slammed by the yeah, critics. It's getting absolutely like, everyone's just saying it's really average. I don't know saying. what everyone's talking about. I, I saw some pretty uh, pretty low blows. We'll on get that. into that next week. It's out on Thursday. Review coming up yeah. next week. We've committed cool. to it now. Um, I also watched Cabin in the Woods. Oh, cool. Love God that film. damn, that movie rules. Mm-hmm. Um, what, what else can I say? It's weird that, you know, when we watch a film that we all really love. It's just like, that rules. And we're just like, yep. yep. <laughs> well, I also feel like we've talked about these kind of films enough that anyone that's listened to, you know, two or three episodes knows mm-hmm. how we feel about them. I think all you can say is, uh, to the lovely listeners out there, if you haven't seen it, watch oh. it. Like, if you haven't got, you've, you've definitely heard of it. We've probably mentioned it plenty of times. Uh, if you out. haven't seen it and you're a fan of horror, what are you doing? Do not watch up? a trailer. Don't watch a trailer, please. Don't find anything out about and it. And even if you're not a fan of horror, I think there's a lot here. It's just a good movie. Yeah, exactly. Hmm. Uh, they're playing with many, many concepts, deconstructing things, reconstructing things. And uh, shout out to Richard Jenkins. That guy is the man. Yeah. He's so funny. And Bradley in this. Whitford from Get Out. They're oh my so good. God. They're so good in it. Yeah. So um Kevin in the Woods, just just a really good one to revisit. And I bought it. First first purchase on the Apple TV. Mm-hmm. A digital yep. product. Apple TV go. out now. On I do love my Apple TV. <laughs> <laughs> on Apple. I was actually looking to buy one recently. Yeah. <laughs> you should. You nah, should. I'm good now. You should. You, well, we've sponsored now, so I'll give you a free one. Fuck you. Yeah. It's all good. All right. It's all good. Uh final one for me is Nightcrawler. 
2015's Nightcrawler. Ah, oh. that's Can't one. I, I can't believe I haven't seen it. He you haven't loved seen it. this movie. Amazing, right? Amazing. I was just like, when I see these movies, like um, a few that have um, come to me recently, Nocturnal Animals, mm. Nightcrawler. Um, they just get me so fired up about movies. I'm just like, God damn, this is such a good medium. It's Jake, man, he does some good shit. Seriously, dude. Mm. Jake Gyllenhaal, perfectly cast. What an amazing character study. This goes places that I did not expect. Mm-hmm. I'd heard a lot about it. I knew the general um, framing device and what it was about, but I, 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 I'm really, really impressed with this, and I, I can't wait to watch it again. Mm. I never saw it, but all I can think of when I hear about it is, if you don't buy a ticket, you can't win the lottery. Mm-hmm. Or the other way around. Yeah. If you don't win the lottery, you can't buy a ticket. Yeah, <laughs> I knew that was going to cause it. You can't win the lottery if you don't buy a ticket. Right. I think is what I was trying to say. So I'm really glad. I really, really yeah. glad I watched that. That was on 2015, and, la- and last week you said 2015 good was a year. good year. So good. So year. I'm going back through. I'm I'm going to go have a mm. little look. See, I've got a list okay. of movies that I want to watch, and one of them is another Jake Gyllenhaal film. It, it's Nightcrawler, but also um, Enemy. Oh, that's that's Jake Gyllenhaal as well, right? Mm-hmm. The Holy yeah. Grail. Yeah. Villeneuve, gold standard. Nope. Wait, what, 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 this, what? There was one more that I watched. There was one more. Ah, oh, Suspiria. Oh, and our review will be up right about now. Mm-hmm. So go check that out. Excellent. That's me done. Okay, we've just hit the hour mark. I think it's my turn to speak. Yeah, we're like 25 <laughs> minutes into this podcast. Yeah, um, ben, can you uh, wrap this up real quick? Okay, uh, I'll be, I'll be, oh, yeah, also, sorry, enemy, sorry, just while we're at it, sorry, Enemy guys. is not a Villeneuve film. Enemy? You're thinking of Prisoner or something. Uh, enemy is. Isn't it? Thinking of Enemy. Enemy is... Uh, and, oh, fuck, Enemy. you're right. Yeah. yeah. Oh, shouldn't have said that. I shouldn't yeah. have said that. I, oh, what? I was, trying, I, was home, giving you the nod. I was giving you the nod that it is one of his. <laughs> I thought you were giving me the nod that like... Go ahead, go ahead, say <laughs> it. Yeah, yeah, say it. Like, no, it was. <laughs> <laughs> no. um, oh, fuck. I, I, had, I had no idea that was villain. That's really annoying. Sorry about that. I had a really good segue there when you were talking about Richard Jenkins, one of my absolute favorite actors in the world. Um, but then you kept going after that. Sorry. That's all right. But um, I because I just remembered, I forgot I wasn't going to say it. But I watched uh, the Coen Brothers Burn after reading the other day again. I have not seen it in years. I haven't seen that since it came out in the cinema. Oh my god, I love that movie so fucking wow. much. Okay. That that is that is by such a wide margin my favorite George Clooney and Brad Pitt performances. Like by so far, oh, Brad Pitt is so funny, amazing dude. in that fucking movie. His sex pillow that he's just like carrying, <laughs> around, carrying around for the yeah. whole thing. Uh, it's so good. I reckon that is one of the most beautifully plotted films I've ever seen because it takes so long of the runtime to realize that nothing is actually happening and everyone is paranoid and confused and idiots. Like, it's all a misunderstanding, the oh. whole film. It's fucking brilliant. I haven't seen it in so long, I couldn't even remember what it's about. Do you know J- what I mean? J.K. Simmons in that oh. is absolutely <laughs> fucking amazing. So what do we learn? Yeah. Fuck I guess I know. It. <laughs> <laughs> uh, one of the best endings of any fucking... Because, like, at the peak of the climax of the film, peak of the action, it just cuts to, like, a boardroom of, like, CIA guys just, like, talking about what happened to everyone. Yeah, and he's like... I, oh. It's so good, man. Um, that is one of my favorite Coen Brothers movies, along with all of the other ones. Yeah. Um, that poor movie got so lambasted when it came out because it was a direct follow-up to No Country for Old Men, which blew them up real big. Brutal. So yeah. a lot of people went in expecting, like... Like, obviously, it wasn't going to be like that, but the last thing people had seen was this hardcore drama, yeah. um, Oscar-winning, you know, really best picture. Really intense, yeah. and, the, and then this is the exact opposite. It was so whimsical. Brad Pitt playing Chad Feldheimer, <laughs> yeah. which to this day is still my online uh, name. Oh, is um, yeah. um, I also checked out uh, another fun one, Beautiful Boy, starring uh, Timothy Chalamet and 
uh, Steve Carell. Um, guys, I am never doing crystal meth again. Um, this was an intense. <laughs> this was an intense fucking movie. I believe it when I see it, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, just I'm doing it right now. <laughs> um, yeah, this is a, just a movie about um, a father and son. The son is addicted to meth, um, and just kind of uh, mostly a year in their relationship. Um, and also a lot of flashback stuff to him being a kid. It's based on two mem- memoirs, um, the father and the sons in individual stories, um, kind of combined in, into one thing. Um, it's it's um, it's not mind-blowing. It, it's a tough watch, but it's it's really good, really mm. engaging. Um, I've seen the trailer for this. This looks intense. It's it's really cool. Can we um, the trailer for this? Possibly. I don't know. Mm. Um, <laughs> and uh, it, it's just a reminder of how amazing Steve Carell is when, when he... He takes these dramatic roles, and this is possibly his most dramatic. Um, and Timothy Chalamet, he's fucking strength to strength, that kid. I was I was watching the movie, and I couldn't help think if they ever, God forbid, have to recast Loki, like a younger Loki, he would be fucking aces, I reckon. Um, and I also, the rest of my time all this week, that's all I watched because I have been obsessed with this new video game, this new VR game called The Tetris Effect, um, which is basically just Tetris and VR. It's like if Tetris was a nightclub, it's it's my dream. It's the best. It's game really of the year. Intense. It's the best thing I've ever played. It is really intense. <laughs> it, the name is based on an actual condition called the Tetris effect or Tetris syndrome, whereby when you play enough Tetris, um, you see it. Uh, like when you're going to sleep at night and stuff, you're actually playing in your mind. Wow. Um, and it's got to the point where I was watching Beautiful Boy the other day, and with my eyes open, I was playing it. Oh during God. the whole movie I was like <laughs> it's, it's so like, disconcerting uh, it doesn't take much no it really doesn't yeah. it does not take and much and I've been playing a lot <laughs> I had Tetris on my phone for like a couple weeks and like every time I went back and forth from work on the bus I'd be playing Tetris and after <laughs> a while you start thinking about it like a lot mm. and it is very easy to see how someone would kind of let that slip and just be that's just way too intense, man. Well, it's such a common thing that the Tetris effect is the name for it. It's the official name. It actually refers to any like habit that becomes can kind of consumes your mind like that. It's like, like Assassin's Tetris. Creed, where you're looking at things and be like, I could climb that. Well, even I was I was reading about it today. It, apparently, sea legs are like a form of Tetris effect, which is really interesting. Um, huh. But yeah, I I just I can't wait to wrap this up and go back and play more Tetris. <laughs> <laughs> He's actually just looking at us and thinking about how he can fit us together. <laughs> yeah, guys, I'm up to about 55 Tetraminos per minute. Hit me up. <laughs> That's um, me. Send us your rankings of <laughs> yeah. whatever the fuck he just said. <laughs> and we'll compare apples to apples. Yeah. So, have we got anything else to add to this preamble? I'm loving this intro, I've got to say. That's I'm the, really, the podcast this week. <laughs> I'm really glad everyone's watching a shitload of movies. Mm. Good to see. So... Uh, let's get into the news. All right. So we've got a sad one to start off. Yeah, everyone dial it back a bit. Uh, big, big news just dropped today. Um, Stan the man, Stan Lee, Stan Lee Lieber has passed away at the age of 95. Um, the big, the big Marvel man himself created, uh, co-created, um, so many of your favorites, the X-Men, Spider-Man, Thor, all these, all these good things. Um, this is, this is not a huge surprise. 95 years old. Like that's. Yeah. That's it's a good innings, that's man. That's a good fucking run. That's a yeah. good innings. And his last year or so has been pretty tumultuous, like really sadly. So um, in some ways, this is kind of a relief, I think. He like, seemed fighting fit up until, you know, yeah, as you said, the last year or so. Totally, I, he seemed like great in terms of health. There were just so many um, personal issues and lawsuit stuff going on. It was horrible. All these well, people coming that, at him. That thing about elder abuse and people yeah. trying to get his money and like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, was a, it was a bit of a... 
you always just seemed super happy and kind of go lucky, and you never really thought that someone would be going after him like that. Well, that's the thing. I like I personally know so many people who've met him because he's so engaging with the fans, mm. uh, and, and apparently it's, everyone says he's just a really warm, kind of friendly guy, which is really nice to hear for someone who whose profile was so high mm. um, by this point, you know. Yeah, and I think just the fact that he appeared in all these movies over so many years, he just wanted to toss his name in the ring and 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 you know just stay connected to something that he helped create. He started working at Marvel as a gopher, I think, in 1939. Wow, <laughs> isn't that insane? Uh, you, you look at a lot of the young photos of him, like before the 70s, he looks and he so just different. he looks like some guy. He looks a lot like Tom Holland actually, which is really interesting. Um, but then the 70s hit, and he just goes like full Burt Reynolds. Yeah. It's amazing, he and he never let go. Oh, sorry, the yeah. glasses and whatnot. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, he, yeah, he got his look then. So good. Yeah, it's, he's iconic. <laughs> it's uh, as you said, it's just an amazing innings, and he really he, he cemented himself in history as one of the legends in the comic book world. I mean, he uh, he's created so many amazing characters. We're all truly in debt to him uh, because without him, we wouldn't have Spider Man and all these amazing things that we're seeing. And next year, we've got Avengers four coming, and it's you know we're going to see his scene. It's being filmed, but. You know, that might be one of the last times we ever see him. And we've talked it amongst ourselves, you know, what will happen? What will that feeling be like when Stan Lee, we're not going to see him in the Marvel films? And, you know, sometimes I've felt in the past that are like, eh, you know, I won't really care. But I think, I, you know, when we see Infinity War or Avengers 4, I'll really soak in that moment because that will be one of the last times. And I hope they got a good respect one. to him. Yeah. Um, I, I'm sure they have more in the can, but I hope they, they cap it off with, with Infinity or it would Avengers be a nice, 4. I think that's the way to go. It's a good dovetail. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Um, this is, this is something that we had joked about, but kind of almost gave me a bit of a morbid thought this morning, which was that we'd expect everyone at Marvel to like have, like just be kind of trigger happy or not even trigger happy, but just itching, um, with content because I think a lot of people saw this coming, you know, as you said, 95 years old, you know, not long for this world type thing. Um, and the, the quickness with which I saw an outpouring of content this morning Mm. was shocking. Um, and I would like to believe that that was because it is such a, um, a big impact into the cultural ethos or whatever you have you that people were willing to put in the effort to get that out really quickly. Um, but the cynical person in me kind of feels like there's a lot of people getting ready to, to have this post for quite a while. Yeah. Um, no doubt. Kind of, no doubt. The guys at Marvel are like, you know, have that piece ready in the can so that when it yeah. does come out, I would, I would frame it less so from a cynical point of view and frame it more from a, Yes, they had it in the can, but they wanted to put out the best content so that when this did happen, it was a fitting tribute and no, not just ready, a 400-word yeah. blog like old mate Stan's gone. It's like, no, let's yeah. appreciate and let's 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 have that history in there mm. so that it is, a, a, as I said, a fitting tribute. Yeah. But I, I, the exact same thought came to me I was when I was reading it on the bus. I, was the, I thought exactly the same thing. Yeah. I feel like I should note too... Um, Spider-Man's other co-creator, Steve Ditko, also passed away this year. I don't know if we ever covered that on the show. No, I don't think we did. I think did. they died within like six months or ten months of each other. That's yeah. uh, interesting. Um, any other thoughts on that? No, just no. RIP. And, and uh, I think I think the fact that he was a generous, warm person, you know, that will be his legacy. Hmm. His legacy is the fans. And, and, and Stripperella. <laughs> <laughs> I used um, to watch that show on SBS, yeah. man. It's so weird. I think um, I, yeah. I don't think I've ever heard of that. Uh, yeah, it's Pamela Anderson animated superhero show. Cool. 
It's exactly what it sounds like. Excellent. The 90s, uh, well, Let's move time. on. Yeah. Well, All right, number two. Um, bit of bit of news we've been waiting for here. Disney's direct-to-consumer streaming service has been named, as George gave away, Disney Plus, and will live on five hubs. Disney, Marvel, Star Wars, Pixar, and the big one, wait for it, National Geographic. Disney owned National Geographic? Whoa! As if it couldn't get any better. <laughs> so, yeah, this is... Uh, Late 2019 rollout, I think we're yes. expecting in America. I don't think there's any word on the global stuff yet. You would hope they would roll that out pretty fast. You would. Yeah. Look, <laughs> look at Netflix. You would hope that, yeah, wouldn't you? Yeah. How many years um, was that? Don't worry, Ben. We've got Stan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Maybe we'll get Stan, Stan Plus. Stan, yeah. the content's amazing. Um, look, I've, I've kind of said this before. I'm not overly keen on this. I'm dialing this in largely week one. because I'll get this straight away. I straight do away. not like the idea of a this kind of content producer having their own streaming service. I don't know why I feel like it's fine with Netflix because they've kind of gone the other way. Um, but with Disney, like it just, I don't know. It, I just feel like a they own so much of the content, and b they're moving into this area that's just going to make it like cable used to be. Like you just have to get like, you know, six different providers to get all the content. You're like, fuck that defeats the whole purpose of streaming. So uh, wait, are you thinking that you're not, you pay for each of these hubs individually? No, just Disney in, in general, because what I can, what I would suspect is that everything that is owned by Disney will move onto the Disney streaming platform, which means that, if you want anything that it will from, from, you know, early next year, anything that's on Fox, anything that's Star Wars, anything that's like Disney, that any, anything that's, you know, naturally, any of that, you will have to go to Disney, which means it'll only it'll almost be this kind of like necessary buy in addition to Netflix and in addition to Stan, in addition to all these other uh, if you, if, like if, Amazon if, Prime. If with what you're saying about this Disney one, it sounds like you just drop all the other ones. Yeah. Yeah, I guess Amazon Prime <laughs> cancel subscription. <laughs> but I would—I I don't know. Like it just my, is my, done, bro. My um, <laughs> m- yeah, it just—it makes me a little bit worried. Listen, they have an um, like. Let's not let's not beat around the bush here. They have the lion's share of IPs. I mean. Marvel and Star Wars and Pixar, I mean, those are juggernauts in of themselves. And for one company to mm-hmm. own those entities, plus all the Disney shit, plus National Geographic, I mean, this is a juggernaut. Well, and, and Fox, don't don't forget yeah. everything that yeah, is produced by Fox. It's a juggernaut entity. Insane. So the fact of the matter is the fact that they have all of that and they're coming direct to consumer and, you know, I'm paying them, boom, like, give me the content. I'm signing up day one. There's... It'll be, what what I'm more interested in is to to the the depth and the and the the you know like for example Star Wars are we getting the original trilogy plus all these TV series like what is the scope of this or is it going to be a rotating door because you know like on Netflix I tried to watch Fantastic Beasts this week mm. and it was gone yeah but uh, two months ago uh, my wife was Ash watched it mm. so are they going to have this sort of revolving door big con- question of course yeah because you go to netflix you see oh yeah they've got winter soldier and doctor strange and it's like well that's you know i'm trying to get ready for avengers 4 here exactly not, not so i've got to go to, to itunes and, and rent it or whatever mm-hmm. that's that's another really good question is about the model that they're going to do that is that going to be an archive um because if it's you know, an archive and, and is it just going to be disney yeah. films if it's an archive i would pay that 
premium price that DC was meant to charge. Yeah. Yeah. Also, also on, on that, <laughs> like, does that mean that everything that is owned by Fox and Disney is going to disappear from Netflix and Stan and Amazon Prime? Yeah. Because if that's the case, then I think I'd, I'd almost not get Disney Plus on principle. <laughs> that's, that's uh, so like, you. I'm, a, I'm, I'm a weird consumer like that. Like, I fucking hate this kind of shit. Yeah. Listen, there's no way you're not going <laughs> to be the one to... guy on Stan. Stan is like an example. Like, I mean, just all the streaming services that we have kind of at our fingertips here. Mm. And I mean, realistically, it's just Netflix because Stan is fine. It's like second tier and Amazon Prime has some good content, but the UI is fucking horrific. So, um, yeah, I just, I, I, I don't like the idea of, of all the content creators shoring up really strictly and pulling their content off other providers. And then I mean, you'll be able to go to iTunes and rent them. You'll go to out of YouTube and rent them. You'll be able to go buy a Blu-ray. Those aren't streaming services. Those aren't streaming services. They're not streaming services, Hmm. but the distribution model. And I don't want, because the no, whole idea of the streaming service is like this is the next generation of how you engage in content. I see that, Ben. <laughs> um, that's like it's meant to be the next generation of how you engage in content and how you consume and all that. And I don't want the new generation of of content to fall into the same traps that that kind of made us move from the old generation of content. I, but you can't say this hasn't already been done. If I want to go watch Netflix um, Daredevil, I have to go to Netflix. Yeah, to, I to can a go torrent yeah. I can go illegally. But if I want to get illegally, there's only one entity where I can get that. Same goes with Maniac. Mm-hmm. That's, the, that's the ecosystem they live in. They all have to have their but own IP. Is, my, my and once they're is- sharing stuff, if you can get on Amazon Prime, if you get on Stan, then it means like... Ooh, if it's if the le- the le- the less exclusive content you have, the more your demand is going to go down. No, 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 I definitely agree with that. But my my concern is that once you start adding more and more players, the more kind of well, realistically, the more subscriptions you're going to have to have. Yeah. And and as a consumer, that lands us right back to where we were when we were sick and tired of you know cable TV. No, but competition's got to be healthy though, right? You got yeah. Foxtel and you got and what was it, Ozstar or some other crap? <laughs> <laughs> was there? That, we only had two entities in Australia. Yeah. At least now, if you don't want to go with Netflix and you love Stan because you want Better Call Saul, you can go. You can always mm-hmm. watch Channel Ten as well. No. <laughs> Don't ever say that again. <laughs> when was the last time you actually turned on TV? I haven't had an aerial in... Yeah, I don't have an aerial in either. Years. Ten years, yeah. Yeah, I don't want it on principle. Oh, God, fuck off. I don't want to be a baby How is it not boomer? dead already? Well, I, I, I think... God, I can't even remember how long ago it was. I watched a show on TV and it infuriated me. Oh, because I watched... I, like, it was, I got to the first ads. I'm like, oh, No. Fuck this! Like, where's the skip button? Yeah, like, I don't understand what's this. Like, wait, this ad? I have to watch the entire ad. Wait, this ad what? isn't even specifically targeted yeah, towards it, me. It doesn't even give me a countdown on how long this is. Yeah. This is fucking bullshit. Yeah. Well, listen, I think we should wrap this one up, but I'm I'm excited. And I'm there day one. Yeah. Final note on that. I think I think a lot of this for me is just kind of almost principled and and contrarian well just contrarian in nature because i just yeah. i don't like the the idea of it but i'll probably be there week two because I'll, I'll just wait and see what everyone says yeah <laughs> but yeah i'm, I'm definitely can on you board. imagine if they came out and it was like three of the star wars films yeah you know like six of the oh, pixar okay. films and and it's like 20 bucks a month or something you're like get i can see disney doing that well that's the interesting thing actually at this point this is the best this service is going to look unless it is everything they own and this is all they're going to be doing saying stuff that's not going to be on there here's the really scary thing and and tell me that this couldn't happen they might take all their ip off all the other streaming services 
may like if you want any of that IP, you have to go on to um, Disney Plus. But they're only going to put like an eighth of their um, content on there at a time. What then? Then basically, you have this big vacuum in content plus only one place to get it. That's fucked. Yeah, it, it, depending on whether they go they for the revolving that, door of content. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> like yeah. Disney. It's like yeah. Nazi Germany up so in here. I'm coming for you, Iker. Yeah. I'm coming for you, bitch. It depends if they do the revolving door content or it's an archive. That's going to be the real game changer. I can almost guarantee you won't be a, an archive. You're probably right. Because, like, I mean, just from, from their point of view, it wouldn't make sense to yeah. do that. You're probably gonna, right. Yeah. But the, 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 the goal, the, the vision for me and the ultimate thing is for me to go into disney and be able to watch snow white and then i can go to pixar watch toy story 3 and then go to star wars and watch the new tv series starring diego luna yeah. it'll, how about that for a second i'll also put it on it'll also depend on, on <laughs> it was almost really good yeah. it almost what, worked. what they're pricing this at because if it's like that trainer rolling <laughs> yeah if it's like you know four bucks a month then that's more than reasonable for just one aspect 400 bucks Four bucks. Oh, four bucks. <laughs> well, if they charge more than that, then that, that is actually like, I mean, yes, they are a powerhouse, but that's still a bit it's silly. It's not going to be four bucks. It's going to be it's gonna 39 be, It's going to be a premium, premium price. price. <laughs> yeah. uh, I could use another steak dinner. Uh, shut the fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, like, that's, it, it, if it's 15 bucks, then fuck that noise. I'm getting Nat in there. Nat Geo. Nat Geo. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my, my bad. But even like, like how, like, much, oh, how much content <laughs> is Geo. there in there, especially if they're doing a revolving door? That is not $15 a month worth. We'll be reporting back on it soon. Stay tuned. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, following on from that and George's lovely segue, uh, Diego Luna's Cassian Andor from Rogue One is getting his own spin-off TV series on uh, Disney+. Plus. Um... I didn't see this coming. I did not see this coming. <laughs> and I also didn't see coming the amount of people who were like, fuck yeah, Diego Luna's Cassian Rogue Andor. Rogue One yeah. is the- so highly regarded. People uh, yeah, love yeah. Rogue One. And people always quote his thing where it was like, seven, oh, well, seven years old. And blah, blah, blah. <laughs> yeah. Everyone wants to see that shit. I'm not sure why. I thought he did a good, I thought he was fairly strong in I'm, Rogue One. I'm going to spend this whole conversation being charitable and saying that Rogue One is uh, good. But even then, he would be at the bottom of my list for characters I want to see more of. Like, I would. Like who else ba- in Rogue ba- One? Baze and Chirrut? Fucking Donnie Yen and his mate? Yeah, well, fell. I reckon there's a lot they could do with them. Yeah. Uh, K2SO, who will probably be in this anyway. He was fun. But the adventures of the, that those two yeah. would be fucking brilliant. That would be nuts. Um, I'd even... You saw I'd even <laughs> <laughs> Go on, give me one what example. What's the main <laughs> character's name? Fucking... Uh, Jin Erso. Um, I'd, I'd watch Jin. her before I watch the Cassian. Me too. No, 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 no. no, no I mean, no. or what, and what's no. uh, uh, Save like Rebellion, dude? <laughs> what's Save Rebellion, dude? Um, Fuck, I Charles Whitaker. Yeah, him. Oh, save the Rebellion. Uh, he would yeah, be much more entertaining. Save the dream. <laughs> but I just like, I mean, just in terms of having some backstory, yeah, like fine. But this is this is the main thing that I think that Disney. Or not even well, Star Wars does that really pisses me off is that they think that that we want to see all these old characters. Like it's like the whole Boba Fett thing all over again. You want to see Boba Fett? Well, the only no. but, but the only thing is is at least he's not a Han Solo, C three PO, Luke Skywalker. It's Cassian Andor from Rogue One. Like he's a new character. Hmm. I'll give him credit where credit's due. I will give him a you know one point for that. I would love if, they, if they found a way for the series not like not to be set in the past. If it was somehow a continuation yeah, yeah. of his story. 
<laughs> years after his face had been reconstructed after being a cindering. Let's don't acknowledge it. This is after that. He's got some scars. Yeah. Oh yeah. Brilliant. I don't talk about that, Blanis. That's. I mean, I don't know. This this just kind of reeks of the the kind of shit that I've hated uh, about the Star Wars universe in the last year. Um, and it really disappoints me. I'm so not around this, but I have seen two thirds very positive reactions to it and one third kind of where I am, which is like, that's a weird choice. I'm more positive than I thought I would be because oh. you guys know my opinion on Rogue One. Guys at the home, if you haven't listened to our review, go dial that in. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's- but I, so I'm, I should be. I should be pissed off about this, but I'm willing to see where this goes. I'm willing to see where the Mandalorian goes. There potentially could be something great here. So I know that a lot of a lot of people said this about the Marvel universe about you know you'd get superhero fatigue and all that and and you know no one really did. In fact, it's kind of just gone up. But um, I'm willing to make the the call that I think people will get Star Wars fatigue. I think they already have. I think there's a lot of Star Wars fatigue. Yeah, but it's, it's so fatigue. it's so disjointed. Everyone's fatigued with a in different my, area of it. In my head, I think it is so batshit crazy for for um, Star Wars to double down on its idea of let's give more and more and more and more content. I think I I, I genuinely think that's so utterly bizarre because but it's not a movie. It's a TV series, so at least it's different. I that gives it a point. But how many TV shows do we have now? Very true. Like an obscene amount. Like this is, this is kind of crazy. I, I don't know. I, I just I feel like this is too much. Do you think? Do okay. Do you think the the sort of catalyst for this project going forward was somebody saying, taking a, a look at the of what's happened with the, with the releases since the acquisition and gone? Listen, the goodwill behind Rogue One. Mm. Is it, it's the, it's got the most goodwill out of anything. They're like, we can't do Rogue Two, so so Cassian <laughs> Andor. That's, I that's what I hate about. Picked his name out of a hat. Yeah. Is because Clearly. what this reeks of is someone in a boardroom saying, "What was you know? What do we have goodwill behind? That sweet. Let's let's build on that. Yeah. That's that's how these decisions off. get made, though. That's how this yeah. stuff gets funded. So, but they they obviously have an ability to make a trilogy that is well beyond any kind of existing properties. And and from what I can tell, that has gotten mostly good kind of reception from fans. I do not know why they haven't at least announced uh, Knights of the Old Republic. I just don't understand. Yeah, it's crazy. I like I'm already totally neutral on like the Mandalorian. That could go either way for that me. Could go either way. But the idea of this series is like so not interesting to me whatsoever. Yeah. I think it's gonna be very similar to Rogue One. Listen, I'm open. For whatever reason, I'm kind of in- intrigued. As long yeah. as the guy who's Got the death sentence on twelve systems shows up again. I think that's. I the also main. just don't like <sighs> them working back. Like they've got more a prequels. Everything's prequels. Why yeah. have they done so many prequels already? I am really excited for our Fantastic Beasts review because I think there's so many parallels with that series and what's happened with Star Wars and Rogue One and the guys on Seven. Yeah, death, but I mean the original. Yeah, okay. I'll, I'll, I'll believe it for that. next week. We'll talk about it next week, yeah. but it's going to be great. All right. Continuing on with more Disney Plus news, um, more stories to tell, more mischief to make, more to come. Tom Hiddleston has officially announced uh, Disney's Loki series, which we had had strongly hinted at when they kind of announced this whole thing uh, yeah. in the first place. Um, but now it's actually coming, and I'm pretty hyped about it. As the <laughs> resident I... Loki guy, yeah. how are you feeling? <laughs> that's that's what it says on my badge. Um, fuck, like, fuck yes. Absolutely fuck yes. Um, I... I 
like it's Loki, it's Tom Hiddleston. I'm so on board. I don't care if it's um set before or after Infinity War, um for obvious reasons. Like I, either way, I reckon you could do so much good stuff with that character. And, and- I will <laughs> it just seems to be the theme of the night. I will disagree. <laughs> um, I. I think that Loki is a really good supporting character um, and, a, and a good villain and a good, you know, but I, I think what's going to happen is the studio is going to fall into the trap of finding a popular character. And um, is that me or you? It's me. Um, they're going to find a popular character. And then it's like, let's let this character lead a series or a movie and my go-to example of why that's a bad idea is um, Pirates of the Caribbean. See, I think I don't. I don't think it's that at all. I think Loki has buoyed the Thor franchise. I think he's the whole reason it still exists because he's the only thing people really latched onto from but the first and second films. That's the same as Pirates of the Caribbean. Like, I mean, that that franchise was basically built off Jack Sparrow. But once they made him the main character, he can no longer be like the. the it, he had to then move the story forward in a kind of the, the center, um, center character. And, and then he lost his charm. He lost, he lost, he lost what was, what, what people everything. really enjoyed about him. And I think that might actually happen, happen to Loki See, as I well. I completely agree with that sentiment, but I just think comparing like Jack Sparrow to Tom Hiddleston's Loki is, is bizarre. Cause this is, that's a cartoon character compared to a character with so much nuance and history in this universe um that is still yet to be mined or explored like i think like obviously there are any number of ways this could go but i think as just in terms of the potential it has it's like limitless and i also think that if there's anyone who has not put a foot wrong it's feige and unlike star wars he's 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 rolled the dice a couple times guardians of the galaxy that could have been a disaster Mm. it wasn't um, there's been many, many, many times. Captain America, pre-Captain America coming out, I remember being like, that guy sucks. <laughs> I never want to see a movie on him. And yeah. now he's fucking amazing. Like, so no, whilst, he's leaving. <laughs> so whilst this is not necessarily a brand new character or something, we're getting a, a, a new format for the MCU with a character that we've seen there. I'm excited. I'm really, really excited to see what they cook up with this. Hmm. Yeah. This is also, it's worth mentioning that this is the Marvel Universe's first proper foray into TV shows. Yep. Not the and Netflix we, Marvel, the MCU. Like, yeah, this is the MCU yeah. using yeah, one so of their characters. Feige, not Ike Perlmutter. Yeah. And the budget, man. Like, I can't wait to see the budget on screen. Like, yeah. how, how, like, the scope of the Netflix Marvel series has been gritty. It's been, you know, keep, keep the costs down, you know, make it, you know, a lot of stuff in apartments and, and make it everyday stuff. Who knows what we're going to see in this? I reckon Disney's going to throw so much money it's at this shit. It's going to be crazy. Like just this 10, fact that 20 million dollars an episode. Yeah. I can't wait. See, yeah, I just, I'm, this makes me super hesitant. I, I feel like, as I said before, they're going to, they're going to fall into a lot of the traps that we've seen before with popular characters that have become popular to kind of the periphery of the main plot. Um, and this is gonna, yeah, I just, I don't, I don't want to like, I, I'm just like, look in my mind's eye. I'm trying to imagine this series with Loki as the focal point. Like you just, he kind of Loki. is though. He's the only character that has like a real arc throughout these movies. Like, but that's Thor, different. Thor, that's different than, more, that's like, different than him sort of having to carry the story. There is not a single, um, film in which he carries the story. Or he, which always, he, he, always, he always has for me. 
Yeah, that's the reason. I, that's the reason I've been going to see him. That's why well, I rewatch I mean, like, him. That's, but that, again, like it's it's. <clears throat> I, I we got to get more information. Yeah, yeah. we got to get more information. We yeah. simply don't know enough. Next up, uh, Venom has officially overtaken Justice League at the global box office after a record-breaking opening in China. Uh, it's now pushing seven hundred million globally. It has the um, second highest opening in China for a superhero film behind behind Infinity War. Um, How exciting is this? I know I always say this pretty much regarding this film exclusively, or well, Justice League, actually, but can you imagine hearing this headline years ago before you knew any of the state of things that Venom just beat Justice League? And also Justice on a tiny League. budget, you know, <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, Justice League... Uh, uh, yeah, it looks like a tiny memory, budget, too. That was $200 million. Mm. Yeah, it looks like a tiny budget. <laughs> Venom was 50 was 80 mil. Like That was a cheap production. Yeah. Great, really good to see. I was speaking to somebody today. Uh, they hadn't seen Venom, and they said... You know, how was it? I, I said it, it rests on Tom Hardy's shoulders. Mm-hmm. So the, the, there's, a, there's a pro and a con to this. The pro is I'm really glad that Venom is getting uh, – it's, it's making a haul. I think that's fantastic. I think it deserves it. Uh, the con here is that we've got Morbius the Living Vampire. We've got Craven the Motherfucker. What else is what? What is Disney gonna do? <laughs> that was actually his working title when they do when they didn't have the the, the new updated. Go wait for Craven the motherfucker. Um, yeah, look, I I was like actually thinking go, the same, this is a great idea. I was thinking the same thing yeah. in that Sony this worries me because Sony is gonna taste blood and be like, "Fuck yes, we've got a winner." You know, our our universe is gonna the sunk is 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 you know it's ready firing. to go. Um, and that fucking worries me. Yeah. Because um, without Hardy, Venom would not nearly be the film that it is. If you got someone more, less capable in that role, Venom would not be as good as yeah. it is. I firmly believe Look, that. Even with Hardy, I, I'm very suspect on that film. Like, it was a lot better than I thought it was going to be, but I think it's really important to say that I, I did not think it was a great film. Um, Completely agree, but I think it did take a lot of really interesting chances and did a lot of things differently than so many of these generic superhero movies. And if there's any chance that Sony kind of takes that lesson away from this, that they can be the kind of oddball superhero universe of all these weird characters um, and lean into that a bit harder, then maybe they could be onto something. Maybe this could be the start of something beautiful and fucking weird. Do you think they'll make um, Morbius like a a horror film? Man, I hope so. I mean, like, because they lent it to some pretty scary shit for, uh, for Venom, I feel. And yeah, I, I don't know. I'd like to see them keep following that trend. Yeah. Like push it a little Look, harder. I think it is possible. I just don't necessarily trust Sony to do it. Totally. I think uh, a lot of aspects of Venom were an accident, but I think a lot of them were intentional as well. Yeah. And again, I don't think it's a great film. I don't think it worked entirely. I think there's just a lot of specific factors that, that made it enjoyable. But um, it falls on the shoulders of Leto. At any rate, we're definitely getting more Venom. Oh, for shizzle. Yeah. Mm. Bring on the trilogy. Just one thing, quickly, I remember Riz Ahmed is in Venom, and just going back to Nightcrawler, he was really good in Nightcrawler. He was, yeah. Really enjoyed him in that. Yeah. Just as the guy who's like, what is happening? Yeah. <laughs> just wanted to shout out. What have I gotten into? All right, next up, the current um, still-in-progress edit of Avengers 4 runs for three hours. <laughs> is it kind of weird that I want it to stay at three hours? No, I want it to be longer. One? Yeah, like I, I would, I wanted the I wanted last to one to be five Rings. hours. Two yeah. forty-five was the last one. I was around yeah. two and a half. Okay. Mm. Um, um, I, oh shit! I didn't talk about this in the um, uh, in the what we watched this week, but I recently rewatched um, Avengers four. 
Um, Already? Oh, sorry, wow. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> yeah. I, Rewatched. No, 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 I just watched in? it, but I've watched it, yeah. I've watched this three-hour <laughs> cut. Tetris, man. <laughs> um, sorry, <laughs> Avengers 3. Infinity. Um, I saw it. I went all of a sudden on the bus. <laughs> no, I think I, I watched it probably about four times in the theater, and the fourth time I was kind of like, all right, this this is enough. Like, It's a, it's a long movie, <laughs> and I really this. enjoy Avengers, but this is enough. Um, but having given it a rest for, God, about six, seven months or whatever it's been, um, and readdressing it, it just... It just reminds me of how spectacular this film really was. I watched it six in the cinemas, and the sixth one I was like, this'll do. Yeah. <laughs> for probably 2018. But uh, yeah, I could watch it again halfway. Yeah, right I'm now. not going to, I'm going to wait until we're on the verge of doing um, Yeah. I, I would just, love to do a re review of that. It's, well. uh, I can't even, it's such a, it's such a fantastic film. Um, but uh, in terms of Ven- uh, or uh, Avengers 4, um, we were talking this about this a couple weeks back and trying to speculate as to when we would get a trailer for this mm. or anything like that. I feel like it's impending. It's it's got to be any day now for sure. For sure, I reckon November, man. He, well, we said we said my October. Yes, last my, month. My, my spidey senses are tingling. I, reckon, I think I reckon, November. Just, I reckon for all the big uh, December releases, maybe. We'll Do you know what I think they might go for? Is when. Um, we might get the first trailer when uh, Spider Verse comes out. No. So like second December, <laughs> so whatever it is. It's a Sony. It's a Sony Marvel. It's a Sony. They're, you're allowed to to market on another film's yeah, like they, another production. They, they generally attach to their own. Yeah, they, they are. But what's stuff. coming out in the next month? They'll piggyback on a Pixar film or something. <laughs> yeah. Oh well, my bad. I wouldn't then. be surprised. There's probably going to be a lot of eyeballs on that film. Mm. Um, no, I just I think it, like for them it would it would be. It makes sense to do it then. Um, I, I do take your point that if they're gonna, you know, do it with like on a, attached to a movie, then yes, it's gonna be one of their own. But I imagine that that's will probably when they release this, just because it's getting hype around Marvel in general. Steak dinner. <laughs> Two words. <laughs> Derail a conversation. Well, what what are the what are the parameters? What are we talking about? No, let's, let's move on. We're already an hour into this podcast. We haven't finished half of the content. Fuck. All right, yeah, yeah, let's yeah. move on. Move on. Anyways, four, uh, three hours. I hope it stays at three, three hours. Eight. Fuck it. I hope they go to three and a half. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Infinity War. Just FYI, was one for nine minutes, translating to two hours twenty nine. Yeah. So, so this two and a half hours. Yeah, be <laughs> Not quite. I was wrong. I'm sorry. I misspoke. No, no. You're a minute off. I have to bring everything into fair line. enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm the last wall of defense. Don't hit me after the show. <laughs> Onwards. <laughs> um, you're up. You're up. Story seven. It's your segment. It's your special time. Connor's oh, Mario Kart in the, the corner. Huh? You want to skip the last story? It's yours. It's it's your story. It's not, all right, just because I said you I pass re- off to you. you refuse to talk about it. <laughs> he does, yeah. That's literally so he silly. does refuse. <laughs> that's what I said. <laughs> I, said like, like, I said yeah, if yeah. you want to talk about it, I'll pass it off to you. <laughs> all right, Morricone. This, this, this story that's been kind of circulating around. It's uh, Morricone has slammed Tarantino um, and then immediately withdrawn his comments. Now, so classic to, film composer Ennio Morricone, uh, known for all the spaghetti spaghetti westerns yeah, and like, the thing, you know, and, a few dollars more, um, <clears throat> all that kind of stuff. Uh, to clarify on this. And Tarantino's and Quentin Tarantino. Yes. FYI. Uh, call, to call him clarify McCre- on Called him a cretin and said his films are trash. Are trash. And then mm. he just grabs other people's work and reappropriates it and all that kind of shit. To, to clarify. Okay, hold on, hold Morricone on. Morricone has vehemently denied that he ever did the interview or uh, that he ever made those kind of comments and that he loves Tarantino and all that kind of stuff. So, 
what we what we kind of have now are, are well essentially three options, which is that Morcone is old as fuck and you know either intentionally or unintentionally is saying that he didn't do the interview when he actually did. Um, yeah, he's ninety. Yeah, like I said, old as fuck. Um, the other option is that um, he didn't do the um, interview and that, that Playboy is lying about. Or sorry, the the publication that did the interview was Playboy Germany. Um, the publication um, has fudged it. Has fudged this story and, and put news. these um, comments out there. Or the third option, which I saw online, which is kind of interesting, is that uh, Playboy Germany got taken on for a ride. And did an interview with someone that they thought was Mar- uh, um, Morricone. <laughs> oh, um, and so goodness. they are both telling the truth in the sense that they genuinely believed he said this and he genuinely didn't say it. I mean, how would you slide that up? You'd have to get, you'd have, to have agents' numbers and. Well, I mean, if, you, if you're a publication, you got a call from I... Morricone and, and someone that looks like him. Are you saying catch me if you can? Shit like this can happen. Yeah, <laughs> oh, like, for sure, easily. for sure. I mean, if it's that third one, I will just be in so much joy. It's, I will love that. That's biz- like, that's wild if that's the what case. What was everyone thinking on the first day before he denied it? Because when I read it, I was like, this is hilarious. Because I, I love my Tarantino, but he comes off Look, as just such a wanker, wanker man. So yeah. I was like, kind of like, this is kind of fantastic. Look, I think for you to be someone like Tarantino, you have to have such an ego. Like you have he, to have he would have to be so full of himself to really pull off what he's pulled off. But that doesn't make for like a... A good human being um so i I can see him being a dick i can also see where he comes from in in the sense of him just ripping off um you know things like in terms especially with the hateful eight in the terms of the you know the spaghetti western he's gotten the original composer um you know he he borrows from you know a lot of um you know traditional film um uh, directors and all that. So I like. Well, any Morricone's score for Hateful Eight was his unused music from John Carpenter's The Thing. Uh, interesting enough, because John Carpenter really? threw, threw most of that out. Yeah. yeah. Oh shit. <clears throat> um, so I, look, I can I can see him being an old man that that kind of just let slip these comments um, and just kind of went ham. Maybe it had a too many you know glasses of wine or something, and and had said this and is now just you know going balls to the wall with de- denying it, which to be honest works. Because it makes me second guess it. Benny? I don't think for a second he said any of this stuff. I don't think this story is real. Um, what time is it? It's trailer time. <laughs> We've got some trailers. We've got a big one that just dropped today. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> this has kind of occupied most of YouTube, Reddit, Facebook, and everything. Um, and it is a movie that I will wholeheartedly admit I thought was going to be trash. And I completely changed my mind. If you've been on the internet, you probably know what it is. It's Detective Pikachu. Um, starring Ryan Reynolds. Starring Ryan Reynolds. This is something that, from its very inception, the very idea of a live-action Pikachu film made us all kind of pause and go, that doesn't sound right. I distinctly remember us covering the, the announcement and me being like, God Damn, this is, this is going to be the Smurfs. That's that literally, <laughs> yeah. that's what I thought. I thought it was going to be yeah. the fucking Alvin Smurfs. and the Chipmunks. I don't know what I pictured, but it wasn't this. It was I not I fucking this. love this trailer. And then, I mean, <laughs> beyond just the, the announcement, when we found out that Ryan Reynolds was going to voice Pikachu, I could not have thought a more inappropriate mm. voice for Pikachu. Mm. 
Like it just to me that that sounded so fucking bizarre. Yeah, well, they came out and said they were they were like we want Ryan Reynolds or The Rock or something. Yeah, and then like I didn't that, think it would ever happen. Didn't make any sense. And then today I watched this trailer and it it fucking works. Yeah. It's think- gorgeous. Yeah. Like, the animation is so cool. Just quickly, um, the cinematographer is the guy who did Logan and Gladiator. So wow. that's oh, a pretty, course, pretty good pedigree. That's slick. why it's a really good-looking movie. I yeah. think the two ingredients here that I didn't anticipate that have really got it over the line for me and, and, and really piqued my interest is, number one, this isn't our, our world. This is a Pokemon-inhabited world. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For whatever reason... I had that Smurfs, like they're going to come down yeah. a pipe and then mm-hmm. all the Pokemon fucking, aren't real yeah, in this world yeah. and like, you know, he well, discovers a yeah. Pikachu. Yep. I thought something to that effect was going to happen. And number two, I think the designs are beautiful. There's this one concept designer where he's, he's a sort of Instagrammer. And he's reinterpreted all the Pokemon as more realistic. There's many of these. It's done the rounds on yeah. social media quite a bit. And I've always been like, Avalis. That looks fantastic. And I feel like they haven't quite gone for that really, really realistic thing. But they've gone all in. They've gone all in. And Pikachu, <laughs> he's got fur and he, yeah. he looks like a little feline. Like, and so fantastic. many people are like, I never pictured <gasps> Pikachu with fur. I'm like, what did you think he was? <laughs> yeah. Like, and people talk about Jigglypuff being hairy. And I've seen other people put together like there's this weird like teddy bears made of meat or something it's like is that what you wanted it to look like so you it's <laughs> like like the singing testicle like the hairless yeah. fucking jigglypuff to, be to be fair that also caught me off guard when he was because i mean when you see pikachu it's in the animated series which i didn't really watch so i don't have an awful lot of wealth of knowledge on it mm. but he doesn't look furry mm. and so like it, it's not one of those things where you don't think he's furry but when someone asked you well, what did you think he was? You're like, well, I don't know. He's a yellow fucking shape. That's what I thought he was. Like, <laughs> so you're you're the resident Pokemon guy here, Ben. Sure. What in the circles that you exist in? What are people saying about Pokemon? What's the saying about this? Pikachu. <laughs> um, there's a lot of people very instantly dismissive of this, um, as they were straight from the beginning, which is completely fair. Um, but I've seen most of the reactions I think have been surprised, like at how good this looks, like us. Yeah. Because I, I never expected anything like this. Um, I, I never saw Goosebumps, the director's last film. Um, I've, I think most people said it was also it was, surprisingly good. It was, yeah. Like it was a lot better than I expected it to yeah. be. That's yeah, for yeah. sure. So, yeah, that's interesting. Um, I, I, I can't wait for this. It's given me like, um, uh, who framed Roger Rabbit vibes, kind of. Mm. Um, a little bit more adult in the sense of, like, it, adults will enjoy it. All the kids smoking in that movie. <laughs> yeah. Well, the kids smoking Strip and um, what's the... what's the Jessica Rabbit. Yeah, Jessica Jess- Rabbit. This is more adult. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, get, we'll get Jessica Baneri in this one. That's yeah. A for you, Pokemon fans. Um, and the Mr. Mime gag. I love oh, it. Oh, that was so it. good. I love that they, used, they put Mr. Mime in this trailer, like the most maligned Gen 1 Pokemon who so many people are going to recognize, but they just went straight into yeah. it. They're like, yep, let's put Mr. Fucking Mime yeah. in this. And Psyduck looks so good. Oh, my God. <laughs> And and a lot of neons and and it was a dark it was nighttime and a lot of it I mm. did not expect that at all really pretty yeah, Ex- yeah. excited very exciting um, all right let's move on um, our next trailer is Toy Story four um, I, it's I guess actually it's, happening yeah um, uh, there was a, a story got a, a few weeks ago now that was um i believe tom hanks when he had finished doing his recording had said that you know he he choked up a little bit and he said there's some really like there's some intense scenes in this um and i don't know for whatever reason made me think that this was giving being given the appropriate treatment like the treatment that it deserved um and and that pixar might be able to pull off another 
um, Toy Story 3, which was, to me, so shocking. I'm going to doubt them until they prove me wrong, just like last time. That's so safe. <laughs> That's such a safe thing to do, and yeah. I, I can't blame you for it, because, like, can you imagine going into this film with high expectation and so being given a something mediocre? step too far. I was looking at all the characters in the trailer, I'm like, oh, yeah, um, Tim Allen, he's a crazy, weird, right-wing nutjob now. Uh, this actor's dead. Jim Varney's dead. Yeah. Don Rickles is dead. Estelle Harris... I hope she's recorded her lines already because she's well into her 90s, I think. Um, it's it's too much, man. And uh, Ali Ermi played the army man. He's dead. It, it makes you remember how fucking old Toy Story 1 is. Yeah. Uh, to, to me, the first thing I thought of was the best, I consider the best trilogy of all time. And prove me wrong, prove me wrong. But I, uh, the best trilogy of all time is the Toy Story trilogy, mm. one, two, and three. I mean, I think that is the gold fucking standard. Return of the Jedi is a dip. Um, Lord of the Rings, eh, I love the first one. You know, like you can throw them all in the ring with Toy Story, and I feel like Toy Story, that wins every <laughs> time. To get it right a fourth time, uh, the odds are against them. I feel like Toy Story 3 wrapped it up perfectly. That is the perfect ending. That's it. That's the story. And so, now we're getting a spork, and I'm like, I don't know, man. I don't know if the spork is, is going to... Is that the hook? I don't <laughs> know. I just don't know. There's two things about this trailer that, that came to mind. One is I like the idea of the spork. Like, for whatever reason, I like the idea of a toy that's not a toy that would somehow get sentience. Raises a lot of questions. <laughs> it, it raises a lot of questions. And, and I thought that it was really funny. I was like... Oh, okay. Like the, the, it's not something that I had thought about before, and I'm really keen to see how they. And he's like really in. insecure. Yeah, like I'm yeah, not yeah. a toy. Yeah, like, like this is like working the, towards the inevitable sausage party crossover. Yeah, and 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 all I'm thinking <laughs> of is like it's it, like the, this thing is like an unholy abomination or like a uh you know kind of one of those um uh you know, an abomination against God or something mm. like that. Like just kill me. <laughs> uh, think, like, that's all I can think of in my head. Like all these deformed toys yeah. and. Um, I don't know. Like I, my misery. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it just made me chuckle. I don't know why. Um, but the other thing that I thought about was uh, the the concept and the competing concept of um, if if you're a kid now, or even just like a parent with a kid, and you want to introduce or you want you know to give Toy Story to your kid, is it is it acceptable to put out a fourth one? to introduce it to a new generation of kids or is it is or should you say no watch this old film because i remember there's a lot of films that my parents were like this is an amazing film you should watch this from my childhood which i'm like okay sure but i mean like this isn't for me whereas if they've done a reboot i'd probably be more inclined to be such a back-talking yeah (laughs) yeah Yeah, i remember when my dad sat me down he's like son we're gonna watch butch cassidy and the sundance kid it's my favorite movie and i watched it and i was like damn like i love your dad but that's boring a heartbreaking moment for every father (laughs) yeah Yeah. (laughs) so i'm with you man i'm with you but i feel as though i don't know where are you sitting do you you know what the funny story (laughs) my dad you used to talk about Easy Rider oh, and, and how this is like an iconic film and all this. And he's like, you have to watch it. Like, this is the, the this original. This is the holy grail. The, like, this is the original Jack Nicholson film. Like, have, you, have you ever heard of Easy yeah, Rider? Yeah, I like, know yeah. Easy Rider. Yeah, yeah. Um, and we, we, we chucked it on and we were about 40 minutes into it. I'm like, Dad, this is shit. <laughs> and he goes, 
you know what? I've got to admit to you, I never actually watched it. <laughs> and you're right. This is shit. <laughs> and we turned it off. Like, no, I think we fast forwarded it to like, you know, the last 10 minutes. <laughs> oh, fuck. This is yeah. bad. It's like the statistics for The Godfather, how everyone, um, <sighs> yeah, what, watch, you know, claim to have seen it. Uh, but yeah, Toy Story 4. Sorry, I, I derailed Benny. that a bit. One of the main things that stands out to me is the animation. Because uh, in the first movie, which is primitive nowadays, but they they do look like toys, like they look like mm. you know inanimate objects come to life. But they just look like organic beings People. in this new trailer. You know, like they look like they have flesh and blood. Mm. Like well, only, it looks like uh, like an animation of a real person. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, but anyway, uh, an interesting thing connecting this to the first trailer is these trailers debuted a few hours apart. Toy Story four first. Um, before recording, Toy Story was on about 4.4 million views and uh, Pokemon was on about 8.1, I think. So that's uh, on your Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> what about the trailer itself? It is what it is. Oh, it's just a little teaser, yeah. yeah I, 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 like, I like it, actually. It's pretty funny. Yeah. I, yeah. I like it. And as I said, that that um, that sport thing, it gave me a chuckle and it, it made me start thinking. Yeah, I'm not um, sure. It, it, I don't know. I, I, just, I just love that. I'm not a toy. <laughs> Kill me. <laughs> <laughs> It's like aliens. Yeah, man. Jesus wept. Yeah, yeah. It's that. I just always think of the um, Family Guy episode where I can't remember what they do, but or maybe it's even Simpsons. They create like this it's a Halloween episode, a Harry Potter one. Yeah, they yeah. That frog be. thing. The, yeah, yeah. It's like throwing up on itself. Kill me. Oh, yeah, yeah. Is that the Simpsons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's kill it. Yeah, yeah. Just kill me. I'm like, oh, so the unholy so abomination. Anyways. Um, uh, oh, I lost where I was. Shit. Oh, God. I, uh, oh, jeez. Oh, uh, ah, ah. <laughs> no, but seriously, I just give me a second. <laughs> Do you want me to help you? Um, no, fuck it. It's my segment. <laughs> um, no, next is uh, Mowgli. This is the ah. Netflix distributed no um, Andy Circus um, directed film. Um, Based on the Rudyard Kipling written... <laughs> yeah, for, okay, I'm just going to jump in here and say it is really odd watching this trailer yeah. after seeing the John Favreau one from uh, 2016. I'm mm. just not across this. I think it's a terrible... I think it's a really bad strategy. Sometimes these two-handers work, you know, Dante's Peak, Volcano, White House Down, Olympus Has Fallen. Sometimes it works, but this, for me, is too much overlap. It's too much overlap. <laughs> but, You've I mean, done it's... a bad thing, Andy Circus. <laughs> well, all right. So I'll, I'll give you the the flip side of that is there's two Joker films, and you and you both are are, are keen on that. I'm keen for one of them. I'm not keen for the Leto one, <laughs> and we haven't but seen either. Ju- just just the concept <laughs> of there being two on the same no. property. No, we've had I, I, this conversation okay, I'm before. Open, I'm open for DC to do whatever the fuck they want to do. I don't want to see the Jared Leto Joker. No, hell no. He, he's definitely not okay with the Jared Leto Joker film. What are you talking about? We, I, I find the conversation. <laughs> fuck you. No, um, I'm, I, I but, love that they're doing not, like out of continuity stuff, but I don't like. No, that's what. Fuck. That's I'm into. Uh, not, uh, um, yes, what he said. <laughs> 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 have, have your own opinion, George. Jeez, he basically sorry. likes they're not doing a Jared at, Leto. Any, film. Sorry, at any rate. Um, the uh, I think this is more is a little bit different than like the Olympus has fallen and White House down in the sense that they look much more similar. Well, that, but they're also just they are actually based on the same IP. Um, and yeah. they're uh, and it, it feels a little bit more like you could take Golden Dragon Tattoo, but that was a Swedish one and an American one. You know, well, there's another one coming out as well. Which out looks out. out. Shit, is it already out? out. Mm-hmm. Oh fuck that noise! But uh. 
that's the difference here. And yeah. to me, there's so much overlap. Like even the sun, like the 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 you know, there's a jungle. Mm. I mean, <laughs> there's but so much overlap. Of course, there's gonna be overlap. If, 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 if your memory, but it looks worse. That's the thing. It looks okay, significantly that's the big, that's the big worse. Point, yeah. That's the Here's big deal clincher. One is based off the Disney version. One is based off the book. Um, so there's there's your little difference. The polishes are not there. It's yeah, can't it be feels, even compared. It feels like a different style. I don't. Baloo no. looks ratchet as fuck. It looks like it, it looks there? like an, you know like a sort of an Australian you know you know they did they did what they could with the budget <laughs> that they had. That's a, it. Feels like this movie was on track to be like that circus level of amazing mocap, and then Netflix bought it and it was like, okay, you now have a billion less dollars to make yeah. this. And they're like, <laughs> but I thought that they had already pretty much <laughs> made it by the time <laughs> Netflix got it. Yeah, I don't know. I feel I feel like this went from you know theatrical to streaming, and I feel like that's what's happened to it. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm not across this, and I will not be watching this film. Thank you. I might yeah, I'm watch it, at all. but I don't know that I'll Just enjoy after it. Out of the Shadows. After you watch Out of the Shadows. <laughs> I've watched Out of the Shadows. Yeah, watch it again. What are, you, what, what are you talking about? It's the this running is... gag that you watch Out of the Shadows. How is that? Wait, I, that's a running it's, gag? It's a running gag with myself. <laughs> <laughs> you're just agreeing because fuck knows no, I think we talked about it last week we, we bring it up every yeah, day we bring it up bring I listened up. to last week you did not mention Out of the Shadows what are you on about <laughs> um, next is uh, Missing Link um, Leica sorry Leica Leica like like the, the uh, production company <laughs> that's such like an Australian tw- <laughs> such yeah. a, an Australian twang to it Leica it's Leica it's K-A Leica um, Leica mate bloody <laughs> earth uh, Leica, yeah, which, good. which I, I love their style. Um, I knew it was Leica. I didn't even know yeah. this was coming out, and mm. I said, "Is this Leica?" So the only, we, we have video footage of this. It's, it's the only bastard still making this stuff. But it's yeah. it's very distinctive mm. in in the it style. Is, and the, it is. What I will say, it's something that popped out to me with this one. Is it almost looks CG? Like they've it's so smooth. They've got the mo the the stop the stop animation, stop motion animation to a, an unprecedented level mm. we've never seen anything like this yeah so i you know they lose money every time on these it's it's so sad but somehow they keep getting funded it's uh, I'm, I'm i'm really happy it does not look to be on the same level as kubo and the two strings that one really connected with me mm. but i'm still keen very keen. yeah yeah i reckon they so, peaked with paranorman uh, this looks more of the box trolls level did you see Box Trolls? Yeah, I, I, I just have not watched that one. It was weird. I don't think you yeah. like it. Yeah, cool. Good, this um, good one trolls. of the things that <laughs> that the stylization is different, definitely there. But I, I was wondering if it was still stop stop animation. Like there was, it was almost too smooth. That makes me mm. think they've just gone straight. Um, CG, CG. They yeah. use a lot of hybrid. You know, a lot of the backgrounds will be on. The they did that with Kubo stuff. as yeah. well, I think. Yep. Um, but I mean, even to that effect, like it, it still looks almost like a hundred percent CG, which is what kind of freaks it's me glorious. out. This yeah. doesn't have that morbid streak though, that I feel really defines their, uh, their films the up to this point. Sort of, yeah, yeah. Yeah. The, the kind of, you know, Gothic stuff. Yes. Um, looks Maybe fun. this is them trying to break out. It looks kind of more like, uh, the Aardman one pirates, mm. which um, I loved, which was quite fun. Yeah. Yeah. Low key, but fun. <laughs> um, and speaking of Aardman, just while we're talking about stop motion, uh, just recently in the news, um, they've given the company to the employees, the what? the company, the stop motion company, Ardman. Yeah, wow. they, they they've given it to the employees. Apparently, serious. Yeah, which is pretty cool. That's very oh. cool. Yeah, it's interesting. Good on because <laughs> I guess no one wants to buy that shit. Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah, 
I must read more about that. <clears throat> yeah. hmm. uh, what's up next? Uh, next is Cam. Fuck yes. Our favorite movie of all time. Blumhouse, baby. <laughs> Slap um, Blumhouse on the game. in. I kind of like that, Slap isn't roof, it? Slaps roofs. <laughs> yeah. It's a little bit like that. Like, I mean, they, they put up, you know, from the producer of um, Upgrade and uh, Get Out was the other one mm-hmm. that they mentioned. And I mean, like, that's a pretty strong repertoire right there, mm-hmm. um, among other things, really. Um, Loving the concept here. Um, I'm really, I had a good time with that film that's names escaping me right searching? now. Searching? What was it? It was a horror film and it was like Skype. Oh, um, not searching. Unfriended. Unfriended. Unfriended, yeah. It's sort of a little bit unfriended with, with a few more ingredients yeah. and a bit more of a surreal element, which it's I'm like thinking. It's like a neon nightmare. I'm pumped. Wicked, yeah. Pumped. Yeah. And it's the typography and the logo. <laughs> Spectacular. <laughs> really got you. You, wigs and typography. <laughs> <laughs> I say typography once and you got, you, you stop talking about that <laughs> shit, boy. You stop that. <laughs> no, I just remember when you got really into color palettes wigs, wigs, and like wigs, you, wigs. we would watch you like open up your two YouTube um, homepage and it'd just be like color palettes and like, you know, how to talk what? about color palettes and film and all what? that. Yeah. No, I'm yeah. sorry. This is just completely false information. <laughs> Fake news. <laughs> color palettes. What in the fuck are you there on about? There was a time like when, when we had first started doing the podcast. What the that you fuck get, are you on <laughs> about? Just trying to drown me out. That never happened. That never happened. <laughs> let's, let's move on to the next show. I always knew about color palettes. <laughs> Never gave that interview to Playboy Germany. Okay. Green, yeah, yeah, yeah. man. Green is green. <laughs> That's a color palette. <laughs> you can um, on that. Uh, last. God. Really whipping through these. Last is Captive State. Um, this I thought oh, yeah. was a really cool follow-up. Because it's actually teaser trailer number two. So it's a second teaser. And it, it starts the exact same as teaser one. And the teaser one, what they had was just this kind of almost utopian, like, um, you know, the world is great. Um, unemployment is all time. Yeah, it's unemployment like is down. Violence is down. All this kind of stuff, and they just kind of continue that trend right through until the end. Um, and you get kind this, of increasingly disturbing images. Yeah, slightly. and it, you get this sense of you know this ominous um, feeling. In this one, they start out like that, and then they just straight up go into like this, like it's a lie, mm. and then they try to continue on the trailer, and it's a lie. The phoenix will rise. Yeah, and it, it's just kind of it. I, the more I think about it, the more I'm really impressed with that trailer in that it feels as though it's mirroring mirroring the concept of the film, which is breaking through the pra- propaganda and kind of having this grassroots movement of like... Is it Netflix originally yet? Sorry? It looks like it. I think it's going to be shit then. It's not Netflix. <laughs> it's not? No. I don't, I don't think it is. <clears throat> it does look like a Netflix kind of thing. It does, yeah. But I mean, we, I we talk up. about this kind of stuff all the time. We love the fact that Netflix goes out most and, and and does some more kind of like sci-fi. Totally. It's um, just most of their movies suck, dystopian. Um, I will say the other trailer was a lot stronger than this one. Yeah, I like the other one a lot. Huh? I loved that, as you were explaining just before, Connor. I thought that was really cool. I will. Um, that like how it gradually ramped up. Yeah, and then at the end, what is it? It's like... Your new overlords are here or something. It's just talking about, it. and you kind of you kind of only get a slightest hint that it's overlords out. Thing- by the way, we haven't we haven't checked oh, that fuck, out. Oh fuck, that's right. Yeah. Is that out? Um, yeah, I think it's out. One of the things that I will yeah. say is that watching this, um, you, you need to get like a soundbar or something because, like, I when I watched it on my laptop with headphones, the the sound design really made a difference, and it and it kind of drew me in a lot. Mm. Um, I'm eyeballing one of those Sonos ones for Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> I'd, yeah, I'd definitely go for it. Grab me one for Christmas too, thanks. Hey, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. 
because with the Sonos ones, I'll you can try. also get ones that sit behind you. Like you can do like a, almost like a Bluetooth. Yeah. Um, I don't want that. I just want to, I want it in front of me. I want them to be but looking at like it the whole time. The sound, even with the soundbar just in front of you, you lose that kind of surround yeah. sound feeling, which I really That's love. That's why I go to the cinema, the Cinemaplex. Yeah. Um, That's it for me on Captive State. I've got nothing yeah, more to say call. there. Yeah, there's not much more to talk about that. Um, all right, let's really quickly dive into question of the week. Um, question of the week comes from Connor. What's your favorite hand-to-hand combat fight in movie history? Oh, movies? I thought you were talking about our own personal yeah. Fight history. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, I had to throw that curveball at you. <laughs> Shit. Smith versus Moore, <laughs> 1 through 97. <laughs> um, ben, do you want to go first? Nope. I'll go first. Yeah. Don't uh, steal mine. Less, this is the first thing that popped to my head. So I could delve into the archives, and I, I'm sure I will look at some top 10 lists, and I'm sure there would be others but uh, that would come to mind. But this one... Really, really impressed me. It's from The Dark Knight Rises. It's Batman versus Bane. I think it's one of the best scenes in that really? movie. The sound design is so cool in that scene. Um, I, lo- I love it. I don't I- know if I've ever disagreed with anything more you've said on this show. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the, so into that. I think the that's fight the choreography best bit. in those Nolan movies is laughable no, to do me. You, okay, do you remember? But the that's scene not. I'm specifically talking about is when it's Bane versus. Yeah, they're in the sewer. They're in the sewer. Yeah, and he's like yeah. throwing little gas bombs. And he's like, I love that scene. Over. That's cool. I don't, I always, but I, I, my mind automatically goes, I know it's a different scene, but to when they're fighting in the street and you see all the extras behind him just like dancing yeah, and they're just like, tapping each other. <laughs> I think those movies are so bad in terms of conveying that Batman's like a powerhouse. Like, I mean, if you're talking about Batman, come on, you'd do the Affleck one from BVS. Like, for sure. If, if you. For the fight scene, yeah. no, no, I, I think easily. The, no, I think the reason why I like this is go rewatch it and and listen to the sound no. design. <laughs> it's super cool. No. <laughs> Fuck you, man. Straight up refusal. <laughs> I will not be doing that. <laughs> okay, oh, I guess I guess it's the end of that conversation. Um, okay, Sorry, well, George is wrong. Ben, mm. do you wanna? There you go. I'm, I'm <laughs> risking. You know, actually, I'm gonna go because I feel like someone's gonna take mine. Um, I'm not. <laughs> the, Dark Knight. Oh, no, this? yeah, yes, that's exactly it. <laughs> no, um, for hand to hand, it's it's almost certainly got to be. <laughs> it's almost certainly got to be from Ip Man One, um, Donnie Yen, mm. um, in his kind of breakout role, uh, taking on ten guys in a dojo. Like that's, I, in terms of martial arts films and hand to hand fight scenes, um, there are a couple of others that are very iconic that I can think about, but that that for me stands out um, as like a, a probably one of the best. Um, I'll, I'll give some honorable mentions after you, Ben, because I feel like I don't want to take away any of yours. On you won't. I, I, I forgot to even think of this. So the first thing that kind of popped in my head, I don't know why. It's just in general, the, um, the, the fighting in Captain America, the Winter Soldier. I feel like that's kind of the peak of the MCU and, okay, and yeah. the way it's shot, especially, is a lot clearer than some of the other movies. But, uh, in particular, when he does that weird backflip kick to the French dude on the boat, and oh, ends that George St. Pierre. I just love, I yeah. love that bit. Batrock, the, the leaper. We're both yeah. nerds in different ways. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah I, I, that always stuck with me. I remember the first time I saw that movie, 10 a.m. session on a Thursday morning. It's like one of the first scenes or the first scene. Mm. And the way he just like ends that fight with that one move. I'm just like, that's fucking I mean, brilliant. that badass. movie also I mean, had... It's not so much hand-to-hand as head to uh, His head, fight but. with Bucky when they go hand to hand was beautifully choreographed. Oh yeah, I mean, oh, if you're the gonna, one in the streets. Yeah, yeah. If you're yeah, going to talk yeah. about a, a, a superhero like film, engaging. And yeah, like, if you're going to talk about a superhero film with a good hand to hand, that's a good one. Not that fucking shit. Um, <laughs> I'm going to throw this in the ring because it just popped into my head. Is uh, Neo versus um, Smith Morpheus? Morpheus. Oh hell yeah! Um, when he's in the intro. Matrix one. Mm. Yep. In when he goes into the the battle. Yep. 
the battle place. The and, dojo, and the training Smith dojo. at the end of the movie as well. Like both of those are revolutionary. Yeah, yeah. amazing. Um, very cool. My honorable mention is going to be uh, Born. What's the first one? Born Identity. Um, uh, it's the. It's oh, the fight the scene. Yeah, it's the fight oh. scene that's kind of kicked off an entire genre of fight, uh, of fight choreography. Uh, oh. fi- choreography. Yeah. Um, oh, so I mean, brutal. beyond just the actual choreography, which is really good. Like it's just they they did really delve. I remember watching this video on it. Um, how they delved into a little bit more about how you would actually fight, but also the way that it was filmed. Um, if you go back to it now, it's it feels a little bit more dated, just because every movie since then mm-hmm. has copied it um but at the time i remember watching that and thinking like holy fuck this is awesome like really quick shots very shaky camera um and very cool uh choreography i think it's it's well worth mentioning in the list of of the best hand-to-hand combat um fights in cinema history um and then a final honorable mention has got to be uh kirk um fighting an alien is that the movie or is that the, the sound is that Spock when he's got the no it's it's when he's, he's fighting <laughs> the, it's, it's when um, Captain Kirk is fighting this alien on this planet and it's like the worst the, the um, fight of all time it's the oh, okay. like the lizard dude the gone yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Mm, you would have <laughs> definitely seen a video of Never. it I've seen the Dark Knight Rises though <laughs> Same, same, Two same, 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 same thing. Two same times. thing. <laughs> Practically indistinguishable. Put a mask on Kirk and you're like, that's it. <laughs> For you. <laughs> I can't believe you picked that scene. And with that, it's time to wrap this shit up. Good episode, boys. Fucking put it in the hours. Put it in the hours. Yeah, we better get paid for this. Love one. it. Yeah. yeah, seriously, guys. If you want to donate, um, send it to one eight hundred podcaststrikesback dot com dot nz, and uh, we'll be back next week with the weekly movie show. And don't forget to watch our Suspiria review. Watch it. Can't listen to it. We'll be back next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.